0: Repeat after me, children. Everything you're about to hear on this podcast is completely improvised. Pay attention, please. Yes, thank you. The film title and director's names are kept... What, Sabrina? Secret, that's right. Good girl. From from who, Rory? It's our guests and team. If you got your finger out of your nose, maybe you'd know that. And until when? Victoria? Oh, heaven's sake, she's passed out in a puddle in the playground again. Look, I'll have to deal with this and it's two minutes to the bell So just work together, create a film, make it a box office smash hit You'll all pass your sats And welcome to Class 6's episode of the Improvised Movie Director Podcast
1: Steve? Steve, stop sharpening that pencil, it's long enough, dear Steve!
2: Ridley Scott says is as a team effort, but at the end of the day, there's got to be a captain. I tried explaining those principles to my first husband. He just couldn't grasp it, which is why I needed to be the captain. He was rather clueless about the whole thing. Today's director is a fine captain indeed, and one I would gladly follow. Joined today by your friend and mine, Clarence Buckle, director of The Lion, The Witch and The Warhorse*. Welcome, Clarence.
3: Hello, salutations to you, Martina. How wonderful to see you. Oh, Clarence, we've
2: been friends for such a long time, and every time I see you, I just feel such joy.
3: Yes, uh, I remember we first met at the Lambda in in the late 60s, wasn't it? And I was studying with Kurt Douglas, and uh, you and him had such a wonderful rapport. It was, it was very magical to see.
2: Uh, yes, yes, well, we're, we're still friends now. Uh, I'd like to assure our listeners, and oh my gosh, those days at Lambda rather wild, weren't they? Uh, we're a lot older and wiser now, Clarence.
3: Yes, uh, remember that day with the nettle tea? Oh, it, it got us rather fruity, didn't it?
2: <laughs> oh, I've been fruity ever since. <laughs> well, Clarence, I had to have you on, and I know you're doing it as a bit of a favour for me, because you are well sought after on the circuit at the moment. Could the Lion, the Witch and the War Horse... I can't. Look, I don't like to have favourites, but it's one of the best things I've ever seen.
3: Oh, thank you. Many people list it in their hundred films to see before you die, and quite frankly, I, I'm a modest chap. I, I feel it, it's probably only in the top five hundred.
2: Oh, well, I've always appreciated your modesty, Clarence, but it's misplaced this time, because this is wonderful. Obviously, I watched it the moment it came out, I loved it. But for our listeners, who might not have seen it yet, what's it all about?
3: Well, it starts in a, in a country house in Surrey during the Second World War. And these lovely children are evacuated there by their mother and father. And once they arrive in the country house, the governess is very, very cruel. And locks them in the understairs cupboard.
2: Awful. Awful. You know, a governess can really make or break a childhood. That's what I experienced. And she was rather vile, Letitia. I did not like her at all. So, we've got the children. that are evacuated. They're in a, a country house in uh, in Surrey. Wonderful location. It's World War Two. What happens next?
3: Well... They decide to play with whatever they have to their disposal, which is a small dead mouse, a brick, a ball of yarn, and an old sausage which has rolled off the service tray. Well, with a little imagination and a spattering of magic, these things come to life. wonderful. Wonderful. And actually, that opening
2: sequence, I felt the magic there, beautiful underscoring. I really felt the mise-en-scene. We see these objects, and at first we think, gosh, what are they going to do with an old sausage and some yarn? And then something rather magical happens. Let's cut to that opening sequence now, where we see the children bring a whole new world to life.
0: Oscar, I want to play with a sausage now. You've been playing with it for... No, Jemima! Look! Just take the yarn! You had the brick first, I want the sausage! Well, I want to play with it, I don't want to share! Let go! Uh, you. Uh, Oscar, what's happening? What's that light? Golly gosh, Oscar! That has got a mouth on it!
1: <sighs> sorry about that. Uh, Who dares
0: wake the sausage from his slumber? Uh, 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 so- sorry, Mister, it's not really my fault. Really, it's my my younger brother Oscar because I was playing with I was playing with you first, and then Oscar kept pulling you. And he it, mainly it's his fault. I'm I'm usually really. Please don't eat us, ha, s- little child.
3: <laughs>
1: Uh, Pass my brick.
0: I must begin the ceremony. (laughs) Oh, it's your brick. Um, uh, okay, mister. Here you go. Now I have everything I need to turn
1: this war into an apocalypse.
0: I couldn't possibly think the war could get any worse. We had to move all the way from London to this horrible place in Surrey. There are no theatre shows. There's hardly any children to play with, and we're surrounded by the working class. It couldn't get worse than this, surely.
1: Oh, but now, minion, you must fetch me the governess. Except. I want her as dead as this mouse.
3: <laughs>
2: well, Clarence, if you and I learnt anything at Lambda, it's never wake a sleeping sausage. And I can see here that's been rather catastrophic.
3: Yes, indeed. The, the actor who played the sausage eventually decided to live full time as a sausage. His method acting was so intense that he identified as a sausage for 50 more films and was indeed the first sausage to be Oscar nominated.
2: My goodness, you've always been groundbreaking, Clarence. Really, really remarkable. I found that opening quite frightening. The idea that World War II was going to turn into an apocalypse. Tell me, was there something deeply troubled in your psyche at the time?
3: Well, yes. Mother decided not to let me have an extra Yorkshire pudding when I visited her for Sunday dinner that weekend. And I think I projected some of it into the screenplay and, of course, the direction which... Which I took with Oscar Jemima and the, the demonic sausage.
2: My goodness. I, I felt that, you know, and I felt I felt I felt a little bit of, of anger, a little bit of fear, and I can see why that situation with your mother and the Yorkshire pudding would bring that about.
3: Difficult times, Clarence. Yes, difficult times. Of course, after that, mother and I rectified things, and I do admit that the character of the governess was Partly based on her. <laughs> mm, I did
2: wonder. I've met your mother many times and she did remind me of her, actually. We see the scene now where Oscar and Jemima are caught in an ethical dilemma. You know, their mother and father working hard in the war effort. What on earth would they think about Oscar and Jemima killing a governess for a demonic sausage? Each of them takes very opposing views, though. Was this a touch of your own
3: moral battle in life? I felt the tussle between good and bad. Yes, indeed. Everyone battles with these two parts of their psyche. The naughty side and the good angelic side, which, of course, we all have, even if some of us decide to be more angelic than others. Martina, (laughs) you are very angelic. You absolute cad!
2: I've seen both sides of you and enjoyed them greatly.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Well, this particular scene was based on one from my childhood, where my brother and I would have these very long games of chess. But really, we were, what's the word, philosophising over life and our opposing views about the meaning of it.
2: Oh, Clarence, every time I meet you, I learn something new, delightful. Let's cut to the scene of Jemima and Oscar playing game of chess and having one of life's big philosophical questions. Here we go.
1: Your move, Oscar. (sighs) Jemima, you bore me. You're so predictable. I'm going to move this knight to your bishop. And in doing so... Night will fall over your religious pontificating, your sense of goodness, of rightness, the governess. (laughs) She's nothing but another square on B7 to be crushed.
0: Listen, Oscar, I feel like you're talking about more than just this game, and I feel like this fresh lemonade has made you bitter. We may be young, and the governess, Letitia, well, she may be very, very old. She must be even over the age of 25, but we can all be on this world together. That sausage, that silly sausage, can't force us to do something that is so ungodly and so unchristian. Jemima, there has always been death, and there always will be.
1: You see those pawns lined up at the side? They have been sacrificed for the greater good. And sometimes in doing
0: something good, you might have to do something bad. Listen, Oscar, you've only been alive for seven years. You don't truly know about sacrifice. And maybe at the beginning of each game, you may feel like you have to sacrifice so much. You put your pawns just in front of all of my pieces and you just throw them to the wall, so to say. But in the end, Even though I don't take as many risks, I always win, Oscar. So maybe there doesn't have to be so many risks. Maybe there don't have to be so many sacrifices. We're living in a world war. Well, the world as we know it, the, the countries that are important anyway, so we can't make it any worse. And if we lose ourselves, what would happen? I will not be barbaric. I will not stop ironing my panties I will not stop putting ribbons in my hair I will not stop making my bed And I won't kill either
1: Oh Jemima You see, you may think that you always win But what happens if I flip the table? Ah! You see, sometimes the rules won't save you Jemima Now all the pieces are scattered And the game is over. Do you hear me? The game is
0: over.
2: Clarence, that was really very chilling. I didn't know you had it in you,
3: old friend. Yes, sometimes when one adopts the persona of calmness, one can evoke the... Fury and anger of wild beasts in one's art. I see that. I
2: see that. That that was really rather profound. That that idea of sacrifice and risk, peace, harmony and anarchy. So much to unpick there. Really deep exploration of the human psyche. Uh, I I did wonder.
3: Were you trying to give us a message there, Clarence? Yes. The message being that he who shouts loudest shouts last.
2: A common trait in all of my husbands, actually. Must see someone about that. Clarence, what happens next I really enjoyed because we see Jemima, who's very brave for a nine-year-old, I thought. She tells Letitia what's going on. Not easy. Meanwhile, Oscar's cozying up with that sausage and the two siblings who were previously on one side are now in very different paths. Let's cut to the scene where Jemima plucks up the courage to tell Letitia just what's been going on.
0: Governess? Yes? Governess, I have something very difficult to tell you. Have you let the horse out of the stable again? No, no, no. Governess, you're in great danger. And not just from this terrible war that's happening, but from something closer to home. Something in this house. Oh, have you left the door open? Shall I catch a staff again? <laughs> no, no, no. It's something much worse than a chill. Governess, I feel like your life may be in danger. Oh, yes. Someone... And something in this house wants you gone. But I refuse to do that. I refuse. Thou shalt not kill, and thou shalt not. Gone? Why would I go? I have a
1: job to do. I must protect the lives of my little angels. You cherubs, you. Now where is Oscar? Because he has asked me to come down to the cellar just to help him with his
0: homework. Strange place to do it. He's changed. The world has made Oscar cruel. He used to be an annoying little brother, but now I feel like he may be a murderer, a killer. Oh, then, then we must do something at once. But listen to this last bit of information. It's not just Oscar. Is also, and don't think me be mad, a demonic sausage. And I'm not meaning that the sausage might give you an upset tummy, I mean this sausage is sentient. It's a sentient silly sausage. Oh was it about two and a half
1: inches high and slightly wrinkled with a with a cut on the left side?
0: Why why yes.
1: I know that sausage. That sausage is my brother.
0: (gasps) Oh, golly, gosh, siblings can be awfully difficult.
1: Jemima, you and I, you, all of the goodness left in the world, the hope for the future, and I, the governess, yes, aged and wisdom and wise, but I'm afraid I must tell you something. I must sacrifice myself you, Jemima.
0: No, it can't be. Even though you are so old, almost over 25, you can't sacrifice yourself.
1: I'm afraid this can only end one way. We were born in utero together, but now only one of us can survive. Only one. Only one.
2: My goodness. Clarence, I'm not often shocked, but that was a
3: plot we started not see coming. Yes, uh, I was very much influenced by those Shakespeare plays we studied at Lambda, with the siblings divided and then reunited through blood and destruction. Yes. And a wanton need to turn oneself into a sausage to disguise oneself. To commit atrocities to one's sister.
2: Yes, yes. I like the fact that he had a scar. And I really, I saw the backstory there, the tussle, that sibling rivalry. And the fact that we see it playing out again with Oscar and Jemima. It makes me wonder. Are you using this as a way of reconnecting with your family, Clarence? You said that your feelings to your mother have changed. Has it influenced how you feel towards your siblings?
3: My siblings... uh... Are very strange creatures. Of course, they sit in the House of Lords now, a place I would never deign to go. Of course, I've been approached for OBEs and knighthoods, but I'm not an establishment figure. I've always thought of myself as a fringe person, you know, oh, yes. outside of the norm. Yes. And so I, I suppose my movie-making is, is telling my siblings that what they did was very cruel. And the sausage they stole from my breakfast that November... That November <laughs> sorry. No, don't apologise
2: for feeling, Clarence. That's
3: all we have in this world. Emotion. It was such a juicy sausage. And he stole it away, my brother Terence. Terence, and he nibbled it up, without a care for my feelings. And so I guess the next part of the the the, the film, which turns very dark, mm. is indeed. A, a representation of my feelings of frustration at Terence.
2: Look, I remember when we used to go out on a jolly with Terence and I never liked him. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you've had a chance to tell him how you feel. And I know it's dark, but I was into it. Let's cut to what happens next with the demonic sausage.
3: Oh, Letitia! Letitia!
0: Traitors brought us back! <laughs> you leave my governess alone. Whatever happened between you is history. Just like you will be soon, you silly sausage. Oh, you
1: cannot have a future without a present. And Jemima, you are very much about to be consigned to the past.
0: No, it's not going to happen. I was terribly afraid when we got pulled out here to the countryside of surrey that would never get to see mama and papa again and that's not going to happen not over my alive body
1: look inside my scar what
0: do you see inside <gasps> it's it's mama and papa they're, they're happy and they're, they're laughing and they're with other children those those children aren't us Mama, Papa, you haven't forgotten about us, have you? You haven't forgotten about us. We're just here in Surrey. We're coming back to London
1: soon. I'm happy not to be with Jemima anymore. Oh, yes, old school was such a
0: payout. Jemima could be (laughs) so (laughs) precocious. I always knew it. Mama and Papa didn't send us away because of the war. They sent us away because I'm a rotten child that doesn't know their ABCs and their times tables. (laughs) Maybe I deserve to go. (laughs) Indeed. Just give in.
1: Succumb, Jemima. (laughs) Succumb.
0: Sorry, Oscar. I tried to protect you, and even though it may be rude to you sometimes, I loved you so, so much. But maybe you'll be better off without me. Take me, sausage. Take me, sausage. Into the sky! <laughs> mama,
1: mama, please.
2: My mother warned me that sausages could be all-consuming, and
3: I see it. Yes, they're not just dangerous for their cholesterol-causing abilities, they're also mind-robbing meat sacks! My goodness. Look, Clarence,
2: you've really pushed the boundaries with this film. Jemima's inside the sausage. Oscar and Letitia are all that are left. (laughs) I mean... Felt rather bleak at this point, Clarence. Tell us, is there going to be a happy ending for Jemima and Oscar and Letitia? Or is that it? Sausage scars and nothing more?
3: Well, one may be forgiven for forgetting the lion, the witch, and the war horse, which make the title of our film. Mm. And now, once inside the sausage... Jemima finds her magic abilities which have been passed down through generation and generation. For Jemima is a good witch, like Glinda in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, my
2: goodness. The only thing I've inherited is Granny's jewellery passed down from generation to generation. I wish I'd inherited magic. And all you've inherited is a seat in the House of Lords. I feel we've been (laughs) shortchanged. So we see Jemima take on her magical abilities and she really comes into her own. The uh, sequence when she finds out just what she can do, I think is one of the most exciting pieces of cinema I have ever seen. Here's Jemima inside the sausage, working out that she's a
3: witch.
0: I've been walking around this new realm, dimension. Seems like something from one of our storybooks. What? Who, who are you? Oh, you look so cute. Stop doing that. You're tickling me. My name's Shemima. What's your name? Oh, I'm not quite sure what, what you're saying. So, I know what, I'll just give you an anglicised name. I'll call you Bob. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, no? No Bob? Oh, that's a little bit formal. We haven't be- been too well acquainted. Okay then, Robert. Robert, my name's Jemima and I'm here because I'm a failure and I deserve to be punished. Mm-hmm. Where are you taking me, Robert? Where are you wow look at the walls of this that 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 scratching in the wall looks like me it it looks like me but i look powerful i look awesome i look kind of like a lion and then that's me there and i look kind of like a witch oh oh, and that's a wardrobe that Letitia trapped us in my brother and we're together and we're happy. Robert, have you have you brought me to the future? Is, is this what's going to happen? Robert, I'm only a child. I can't be a, a, a witch. I can't be a, a, a lion. Oh, oh what, what, what are you throwing up out of your mouth? straight into my gob. Oh, oh, oh I feel... I have I feel... different. Oh, oh. Robert, I'm floating. Oh. <laughs> Robert, my hair is growing into a mane. <laughs> oh, wow. I've got magical power that I seem to be part girl, part lion and part, part witch. All of those things are me. I've got to be as brave as a lion and I've got the wit and the cunning and the magical powers of a witch and I'm going to use it to save my brother and save our relationship. The war may be happening but we're going to be safe. Okay I'll ride you we go, to save my brother from that sausage!
2: I'm not really one for metaphor, but you know what? I felt like a lion and a witch once I saw that and I thought you've inspired women all over the world. To realise that they can be the heroes, they can slay the sausages, I felt really empowered.
3: Thank you. I was lauded by many feminists at the time for being very progressive for this movie. And it it has reached the, the top 50 movies you must see, feminist movies you must see, before you die. But I think it should only be in the top 1,000, for I'm a very modest fella. Clarence. This
2: is one of the best feminist movies of all time, and I'll tell you for why. The closing sequence of this film made me want to slay the patriarchy one sausage at a time. It was rather the spectacle. Talk us through, how does Jemima save her brother?
3: Well, using a mix of stop-motion animation and some green screen technology very early for the time in the late 60s when we made this... Mm. Jemima suddenly breaks through like she's breaking through the fourth wall of the cinema screen. People say it was almost three-dimensional, the way she breaks through, roaring, shaking one's mane and spouting magic from all of her orify. And, and the governess is terrified. Oh yes, truly terrified and disgusted at what she can see. Yes, and I—I I fear that if I give too much more away, it will spoil the clip. Uh, but it really was a groundbreaking performance from both of these young actors. Yes, and of course the governess, who 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 went down in history for this for this uh, death scene.
2: Yes, and, and a reminder that feminism. It's not always pretty, but it's always powerful. That's exactly what we see here. Here's the closing sequence to my friend Clarence Buckle's wonderful masterpiece, The Lion, the Witch and the War Horse. Here we go, buckle in. Bow down,
0: governess! <laughs> I shall crush you and your kind for good. No, it is I. Jemima, and I may look different. You can see my hair is long as the mane of a lion, and you can feel my power. Oscar, we may seem like different sides of a coin, but you're still my brother. And governess, I can see that you're weeping because it's such a mess, and all the power is coming out from all of my orifices. But I've decided that sometimes, for change to happen, it needs to get a little bit messy. And you, you silly sausage, listen here. You think you should just be in charge, but no, I have a voice. Bow down to my brilliance and let us coexist, or you will be quashed. What is your decision? Ah, I'm conflicted. Never have I faced such opposition, but still
1: I have a burning desire to crush you the balance of genders
0: as they are with a slight leaning. Listen here, listen here. You're feeling conflicted about giving us quality? Shut your mouth. I'm just going to ingest you. Stop sitting on the
3: fence.
0: You will not quash our brilliance.
3: Stop
0: turning my brother into your evil ways. We could all live on this world. Oscar. I would very much like it if you didn't tell Mama and Papa what just happened. and. Governess, I will tie thee up, I
2: promise.
3: Oh,
1: Jemima, you have broken through the barriers. You have set an example for not just children and girls, but but women. But also for men and boys to pay attention. There's a new order. You have set a new standard, and we shall walk out as equals. If not betters. we definitely will. Now, who'd like some cucumber sandwiches? Me, 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 me.
2: Oh, there isn't, there isn't anything better than a good finale. It's a cucumber sandwich. Wonderful.
3: Thank you. The... The the British Board of Cucumbers uh, funded the movie, so we had to slip that in at the end, because, of course, it was difficult to make an avant-garde film such as this in the 60s, so we needed some extra financing. Absolutely,
2: and and I think you did it very tastefully, Clarence, as with all of your work. Look, Clarence, obviously, I know that you made this a little while ago, but I have heard rumour that you've got a current project. Is that right?
3: Yes, Martina, you are cheeky. I was hoping to keep this under wraps until I appeared with Claudia Winkleman on film 2022. Uh, However, as you've nudged me and we're such great acquaintances, my dear lady, I shall... Give you the exclusive scoop, as they say.
2: Yes, Claudia and please. Clarence, this is you and I. We go way, way, way back. Give us the exclusive. What
3: is the new film called? Well, I've, I once said I would never make a sequel, but this is indeed a sequel. <gasps> it's called The Tiger, The Wizard, and The Peace Donkey.
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, listeners... I have actually got a trailer for this. Um, Would you mind terribly if I were to play it, Clarence?
3: Uh, Make sure your listeners are aware that it is a real thrill ride and they must be sat down and have an empty bladder when they listen. Oh, wonderful. Well,
2: listeners, take a moment, take a beat, press pause, come back when you're ready to uh, see the trailer for The Tiger, the Wizard and the Peace Donkey by my friend, Clarence Buckle. Here we go.
1: With this tiger here. I'm
0: hungry. We got some food. You got some food in there? listen here. You're right. I am a tiger. Never question the presence of a tiger. If you feel like things aren't that great, it's because there's not a tiger present. (laughs) You, donkey, need to calm down. We've got a big adventure on our hands, but not before we have some cucumber sandwiches.
1: (laughs) Oh, I hate cucumber sandwiches. Why can't we have some sausage? I love some sausage. Uh, You
0: haven't tried the cucumber sandwich until you try this cucumber sandwich. Just let it go down.
1: Oh, give me that here. Mm.
0: Now that is a tasty cucumber. Now let's go and rip some shit up. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: Yee-haw, mother effers.
0: This production was brought to you by the BBC, the British Cucumber Corporation.
2: Oh, my word, Clarence, I
3: can't wait. Thank you. Uh, well, I was wondering if you would be my plus one for the premiere at Leicester Square. <laughs> it would be my absolute
2: delight. Uh, Let's give her a cucumber sandwich
3: beforehand, for all time's sake. Marvellous. I'll make sure they cut off the crusts like you enjoy the most.
2: Clarence, thank you so much for joining us today and for giving us the scoop over Claudia. I do appreciate it. It's been an absolute delight to have you on. Now tell me, do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners?
3: Oh, my dear Martina, when one is eating a sausage and one bites a grisly part, then imitate the action of the lion and roar and demand a better quality of sausage from one's butcher. Hmm,
2: wonderful. Always demand better. That's a very good piece of advice. Thank you, Clarence, and I can't wait for your
3: premiere. Thank you incredibly so for having me on.
2: The Improvised Movie Director Podcast featured Sabrina Luisi as Martina Minow. With resident improvisers Adam Courting and Monica Gaga, with special thanks to today's guest James Witt. IMDP is produced and edited by Steve Tanner. Theme music by Matt Brown and Johnny Griffiths. Episode artwork by Marty Sears. Follow us at Improv Movie Pod for updates on future episodes and live shows. Improvised Movie Director Podcast is a Four Foot One Films production.